Ben. Yes. I've got a little trailer to play before we go further. Uh, it's from some of our pod friends. Are you ready? Yes. 911, what's the nature of your emergency? Your world can change in the blink of an eye. You walked into the bedroom and you know that she had been murdered. So he's running up and down, screaming. Oh my God, someone called 911. There are two men killing a girl. I know my son, and he would not go that long without saying anything to anyone. Safety can be an illusion and reality a nightmare. So how do you steal a person, a grown person? Unspeakable crimes can penetrate any small town, big family, pretty face, or innocent child. And in the wake of a loved one's murder or disappearance, there is nothing more cruel or desperate as silence. Why won't people talk about it? That's another thing. People don't want to talk about it around here. For the families of the missing and murdered, they gambled with their sanity as they lose hope in closure and settle for justice. That's where the cold case playing cards come in. In each episode of the Dealing Justice podcast, your hosts Jennifer Dubasek and Lori Jennings will spotlight one card from the cold case playing card deck. Hear the victim's story from the friends and family who knew them best. Her mom will never stop fighting until she finds out what happens to her daughter. Learn about the crime and help close the case. Welcome to season two. We're not just playing cards, we're dealing justice. And wasn't that good? Thank you, friends. And uh, I'll send you our trailer in the post. What was that all about? What was that all about? <laughs> I don't even know what it is yet. I haven't listened to it, honestly. But we've okay. got that bit just to shove it in if we need to. Fine. Okay. Don't You don't need to care. Um, it might be crap, in which case I'm not going to okay. run it at the beginning of our podcast. Yeah. It just means that people start case, listening say, to us. We did. Somebody did send us a, a trailer that we were going to play in, but then we discovered it was crap and didn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This was the other thing yeah. I was going to include. If, if it was good, it would have had the other. Be, you know, you have to. It has to pass a. I mean, even for a sh- podcast as shite as this, it does have to pass a certain quality threshold. <laughs> you passed the test. Well the said. Thank you. The threshold may be low, but it's there. Oh, brilliant, Ben. We're going to make even more enemies. <laughs> more block list you can cut that out <laughs> no as soon as you say that I'm like every time you say you can cut that out if you want it's always left in <laughs> <laughs> you actually leave in the fact of me saying you can cut it out if you want I sit there well. go yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week of murder <sighs> has it has tell me more <laughs> I've watched I've fallen asleep to all the true crime I could possibly shovel in to my little sad brain over the past by month because we used to say it wrong didn't we by week but we weren't by week because that'd be far more podcasts than we're producing we're fortnightly howdy Ben hello Victoria how are you apart from obviously lacking sleep because you're all true crimed out oh no no i sleep through it i just have quite strange dreams (laughs) (laughs) jeffrey darwell do you have stress dreams then do you wake up feeling bad or do you wake up feeling kind of sort of guiltily pleased no i don't actually have any dreams i sleep what do you say sleep the sleep of the something you say sleep the sweet sleep of the blessed for tomorrow is another day 
That's exactly what I do. You wouldn't believe it and you don't like to hear it, but I sleep well. I don't mind that you sleep well. That's that's the, that's the sleep of a contented woman. I'm, I may has... be petty secchi, but I'm content. Every, somebody who has everything sorted in her life. Because she's, sorted. she lives in a quiet, a nice, quiet neighbourhood. And no, I can snore away to depravity. No noisy neighbours. I don't know about that, Ben. Have you heard what's going on in my neck of the woods recently? Let me give in you a clue. Your neck of the woods? No, I haven't heard what's going on in your Whoops. neck of the woods. That's the clue. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're Nazi neighbours, not noisy neighbours. They be a dungeon in round here. <laughs> Is that in your street then? <laughs> it's in my dungeon. <laughs> Someone for an insurance quote asked me if I had this a seller. Ben, listen to me. Sorry. Do let me finish. <laughs> I, for the insurance quote, the, the lady on the end of the phone said, do you have a seller? And I went, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but do you? No, I don't. Uh, do you have an attic? Yeah. Okay. And you've got like a shed in the garden. Mm. Has that like, did you, has it got very deep foundations? If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. <coughs> Although the concrete base contains someone. That's good. That's the next best thing. No, it might contain you if you don't behave yourself and play your cards right, Ando. <laughs> what are we talking about this week then, Victoria? We're talking about this man in front of me who can't stop flexing his pecs right now. <laughs> you seriously can't sit there in a top with no sleeves and not give me the double guns all the time. I love sitting here in my wife beater. Uh, it, it seems a bit, it's very, very man-made fibre, can I just Oh, it say. is. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't go into a riot with this. You wouldn't go into any kind of, if, you, if, if I went on my um, hostile environment course, they would say, whatever you do, don't wear this top if there's any chance of any flames around, because this would just melt to your skin in a flash. I ain't talking about no flames. I'm talking about being smelly after the gym. Oh, yeah, I am that. Oh, I can smell it through the telly. <laughs> smelly vision. <laughs> Um, we're talking about Levi Belfield. We are going to talk about Levi Belfield. And what are we going to say? We're going to say that he's um, sponsored by Buy Me A Coffee at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> YDL, no, it's Buy Me A Coffee forward slash YDLMF. And actually, Levi Belfield's bought us a coffee. I thought, <laughs> I thought we were going to say... I told you so. We're going to change the name of the podcast from you didn't let me finish to I told you so. So let me speak. <laughs> Give me some attention. Oh, I yes. Um, Ben's got so. an apology to make to all of you, everyone. Who has? For being in the toilet last week. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, sorry. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hadn't turned my microphone on properly, which meant it sounded like I was in the toilet. And both of us are much, much too lazy, sorry, busy, to re-record the whole thing. So tough shit. You got me sounding I don't somewhat know. echoey. Like We've I was had the last laugh, poo. though. <laughs> We've had the last laugh, Ben. Because what Ben doesn't know, because he isn't as gracious to listen back to the podcast, is that we I put fart I mean. noises in. <laughs> 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 Brilliant! Oh, I hope. No wonder it had record listenership. <laughs> Do you really? I'm so sorry, people. You must love it. Do you actually love? Think? Oh, they actually think you're on the toilet and they love it. <laughs> well, we can. I mean, my my upstairs. See, he'll here, do anything for listeners. 
Well, <laughs> upstairs here, I do have a loo not far away. So from in the future, we could do it. I could uh, record this with pants around my ankles. <laughs> sitting oh, on I the thought throne. that's what you did already. Talking of sitting on the throne, what about Queen Elizabeth A? 70 years on the throne. Oh, what a moan. What a strain. <laughs> yes, and live from the toilet is her madge. <laughs> Ew, one does little plopsicles. <laughs> Royal tinkle. <laughs> Do you like the Queen? Um, oh, gosh. I'm, yeah, I think she's a decent person who's done a really, really good job and who is, who is a genuinely strong definition of public servant. Do I agree with the monarchy? I'm not so sure. Um, I think it's a difficult one. The thing that I you like... You love about... Prince Andrew. <laughs> well, he's given us lots to talk about. He has. Um, <laughs> we, all, we owe it all to Prince Andrew. Um, what I like about the monetary is just its history. And the important thing is, I don't think you should necessarily abolish it without a really, really long debate because you can't get it back. If you if you get rid of it, it's gone and you've just lost all that history. And it's, it is something we have that a lot of countries don't have. And I think they're quite jealous of it. Certainly the US, I think, is, is very sort of... Not, not Envious isn't right. I don't think they're jealous of it. I just think they are fascinated by a country that still has a monarch and has a monarch that is the culmination of a lineage that goes back, you know, what, how far back? Who was the first ever king of England? Um, I mean, you're looking at least, what, 2,000 years ago? Wasn't that when they were called things like King? Canute, Coggy Douglas. Yeah, they had really cool names. Yeah. Um, Actually, who was, let's Google it. Who was the first king of Hingerland? It wasn't Alfred. I mean, he was a great... Well, I mean, the problem is, I mean, the, the first king of England probably was... Ethel um, Stan. How much Stan? <laughs> Ethel. Ethel. Eth Ethel read the unready. Oh, hang on. First of all, it says Ethel Stan. And then second of all, it says someone else. Oh, it's going to be a complicated Google. Oh, no, he was king of Wessex. Yeah, the, that's the first the, that's, king of all England. That's the issue. You had various kingdoms, mm. didn't you? You had Mercia, you had Wessex, you had... Oh, bugger. And then you I had... wish I would have had a son so I could call him Ethel Stan. Imagine at school, <laughs> Ethel Stan Mitzi. Oh, poor <laughs> bastard. Ethelston Pie, Ethelston Pie. <laughs> Ask me a riddle and I reply. Ethelston, Ethelston, Ethelston Pie. That's a that's a corruption of a thing from um, Winnie the Pooh or Now We Are Six or something by A.A. Milne, isn't it? He pooh pooed it. Yes, I think so. Who are you? I'm Ben Ando. I'm. He's the king what of the am, podcast. What am I? What, what am I? Where You're the am king I? of podcasting. <laughs> now that what's I'm his the, face has been knocked the, off his throne. Am I the podo dada? Oh. Daddy. Who's that famous Podo man? He's the um, one who did the deal with Spotify. His name has. Oh, I don't know. I don't listen to any podcasts. You know that. Oh, that. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What's his name? Is uh, it Joe Rogan? You're thinking that of? one. Now he's had fallen from a great height. <laughs> Clearly better at Google than you are. Did you Google? <laughs> no, I just remembered it. I, it came into my head because I've been listening to the news. I knew I wasn't going to remember that. End of a long week. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're uh, Ben Ando. What do you do? I'm well. I, I now run a little company. Um, I used to be a journalist with the BBC and ITN and Sky well, a long time ago. Sky, and um, yeah, I'm now a podcaster as well. What and who are who and what are you? Who and where would you come from, love? <laughs> that was my Let's best. Have a look at what you could have won. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was at the BBC. That's where I met you. No, it wasn't. That was at the Old Bailey. Ben's downing a pint as I try and concentrate. Smooth. So, journalista. Sono journalista. We met um, at the Old Bailey, but you were working for a different news organisation that day, weren't you? I think I was. And now I do... Which trial was it? Do you remember I do middle age now. What Which trial? trial I think I was doing poisoned curry. <laughs> poisoned and curry. And I haven't stopped. I actually had some really nice dal for dinner. You wouldn't like that kind of shit. It wasn't poisonous. Well, I don't know. See if I stay with you. You haven't shat so hard your entire colon has come out. Is that what happens if you get poisoned? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember what was this, what, what happened to the person who got oh, poisoned. Oh, Ben. Hang on, Ben. I just shut my colon out. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> the sympathy bleeds a, from your an orifice. Invol an involuntary colonectomy. <laughs> um, hang on. We're talking... I did allude to it earlier. We're talking sex dungeons in Devon, in case you couldn't guess. Yeah, talking of full rectal prolapses. Yeah, see what happens when you go down Lee Mill these days. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, it's not these days. It's a bit of an old story, but it's a good one. I love the whole way through. It's a really good story, <laughs> I love that, that one. It was... I mean, the thing is, they call it Delightful South Cadley Cottage. But I'm looking at it, and it's it's not really a delightful cottage. I mean, it's, It is it's a... if you're into bondage and domination. Yeah, but I mean, it's not really a delightful cottage. When you think of delightful cottages, you think of something with a thatched roof and lovely timbers and sort of really pretty thing with a nice little porch with sort of maybe some, I don't know. Um, Who looks at the mantelpiece when the you're side, poking but... the fire, Ben? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying that they described it as a delightful cottage. And that's not how I would have described it. Well, Ben needs okay, to be I'm, somewhere I'm cute. For his bondage. So they, 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 the police go into this dungeon. There's one of those sort of hostess trolleys with various handcuffs. So there's hey, lots of cable, you're lots of cable ties. Oh, sorry. I'm just looking at the cable ties. Uh, punchline. Why am I going double on the... I can hear myself feeding back. Oh, no, not now. Just when we're talking. That was weird. It might have been because I was playing that video. If the, I don't oh, let me okay. mute the video. Let me mute the video. There we go. I've muted the sound on the video. 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 Why well, do we like the watch, same stupid Can I watch this video like or what? You wanted me to watch this video. Oh, what video? The video of the dungeon, the Nazi sex oh, dungeon. I didn't want you to watch a video because I didn't watch a video, but you can watch the video if you want. You didn't watch the video of the Nazi sex dungeon? No, I just read the article. Oh, because there's a video. I was there. in the school queue. I'll tell you what the video shows. The video shows like this little hostess trolley kind of like um, little portable sort of like thing with wheels that you can carry things on. It's got a load yeah. of handcuffs attached to it it's got various yeah. things that you can clearly put up your bottom it's got <laughs> oh that's where you were talking about i didn't know what you're talking about i was like oh, it's, oh, it's maybe ben's looking little, in his drawer it's got a pair of weights so little little sort of tiny weights that's sort of about, about about the size of your fist that have little hooks on them that clearly hang off certain parts of you oh maybe oh. that's i think you can do cable weights like that for your pelvic floor to repair oh, it they're not dissimilar to that then except i'm not sure you'd want to sort of stick them through uh, oh gosh lots of things that you can stick up yourself there are varying sizes Some oh of my goodness be... is this in the video you can see yeah. this i don't are you see not the video? i just thought you... no get, get, get with the program oh it's featured in the telegraph as well Right, the following video contains footage of an adult nature. Viewer discretion is advised. Are you on that video? I think we should talk the listeners through it. Okay, well, should we do that after we've done Levi? 
okay, we're talking where about are so we Nazi now? sex dungeons later, but first, Yay! who first, doesn't love a Nazi sex dungeon? What what was it we said when we were discussing the Levi Belfield case all those months ago? What was it you said, Ben? We both said it. I think. I think we both agreed it was likely, didn't we? I think it was you and Colin Sutton. I think. I think. Who, Colin by the was... way, Colin, if you're listening, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suspect Colin's all mediated out. I think everybody mm. and their dog has been trying to get hold of Colin to talk about this because the big news mm. is that Cressida um... Dick's coming on the podcast. Dick's what? out of everywhere else, but she's uh, coming into the YDLMF lair. No, just joking. You, you want some dick? In, you want some dick in your lair? <laughs> I asked the Terminator why Dick's out was trending, and he's like, "I don't know." <laughs> dick's out. <laughs> oh. He said that half the men in the UK were probably sitting there with their willies out. I, th- I, I wish her name was Cider Dick Cress. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just think it sounds quite good. Cider Dick Cress. Oh, I see what you did there. It's now. Cress on the job. Cider Dick Cress. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she would have lasted a bit longer. I, or Ida Dick. Ida Dick Cress. That's what it should be. Ida Dick Cress. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Dick Ida for Cress. Um mm. My, mm. So, oh yeah, my, sorry, right, we my, diversified. In July 1996, Lynn and Megan Russell were murdered at Chillenden in Kent while walking home from a swimming uh, event, a, a school sort of swimming. Um, we've called it, on our podcast, we've referred to it as the Chillenden Murders. The Chillenden um, Murders. And it's around episode 15 or so, if you want to yeah. scroll back. Now, um, Michael Stone, uh, sort of... I don't know. Uh, a ne'er do well. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it sounds horrible. Yeah, ne'er do well. Drug user, sort of local. I don't know. He he'd been to, speaking to psychiatrists and so on and so forth. Um, he was found guilty of the murders. He always, always denied it. And his sister, uh, Barbara, has fought a long campaign to have his name cleared. Um, he has been to appeal, and that was rejected. So he is still in prison. However, a lot of people often wondered whether Levi Belfield could be to blame because this was an attack that involved a hammer. It was an attack on females and a small uh, vehicle was seen in the location at the time along with a quite portly, chubby, blonde man. And at that time, it was known that Levi Belfield was dyeing his hair blonde. And of course, his MO is to operate from a vehicle. It's to use um, something like a hammer to carry out his, um, his killings. Um, his attacks and so there was always this cloud of suspicion that somehow this could actually be you know Michael Stone could be an innocent man and it could have been down to Levi Belfield and lo and behold uh, Michael Stone's lawyer um, Paul Bacon who fun fact is the broadcaster Richard Bacon's dad oh that's him okay yeah he says he has now received a four-page statement from Levi Belfield in which he claims to have carried out the attacks and he includes details of what he was wearing and how he made his escape now the crucial fact is that a small uh, piece of boot lace I think was found at the scene and that had DNA on it that wasn't Michael Stone's and it didn't belong to any of the Russell family who were there because there was Lynn Russell, 
and her two daughters, Megan Russell and Josie Russell. Now, amazingly, Josie survived. She was attacked. And when the police came across the scene, they thought that all three were dead. And then they realized that Josie was moving and realized that she was still alive. And she was saved, but she did suffer horrific head injuries and couldn't remember anything of what happened. So this bootlace was quite crucial, but then it was lost. And there was a real concern about how come this one piece of evidence could have been lost. However, Paul Bacon says he's now had this letter. He said he read a bit of the letter. And in the letter, uh, Belfield wrote, something like this has never happened before. I committed a crime and another person has been arrested for it. I guess, if I'm honest, it's a relief. I apologise to Stone and to the Russell family for my heinous acts. I was not well in the head during my reign of violence. I am willing to speak to the police. So Paul Bacon says he thinks genuinely that if the police visit Levi Belfield in jail, he'll make a complete statement under caution. He, If he's charged, he will plead guilty, and then the matter will be resolved. Of course, if Levi Belfield pleads guilty to this crime, then that's a, a very strong case for Michael Stone to uh, be released. However... I think the word is caveat. It's well known that Levi Belfield has a history of making and retracting statements and lying, of course. And yeah. um, the mirror calls it playing mind games with victims' families. There is a bit of that, yes. And that's why there would have to be um, sort of serious checks and balances in place. And what Belfield says would have to be tested. What It seems likely there are going to be details about the crime scene details about what happened that probably haven't ever been made public and those details it is quite possible could allow the police to have a strong idea and the, the crown prosecution service too of course because they'd have to be involved a strong idea if he is telling the truth or not so if he if he really did it he would have in his memory a picture of that scene he would have seen it and he could describe it in a kind of to, in the kind of detail that nobody who wasn't there could. And that is why I think it is possible that this will happen. And, and at last, Michael Stone, who is in effect now, we think, an innocent man, will, will be released from prison. That's why we need you, Colin Sutton, because you are of the opinion that this is old material, as far as I understand, and you don't think it's anything any news however there are apparently these details as as you're saying ben that um there are these recollections and details that only the killer would know so um i say watch this space because there appear to have been a few statements made about no change being made to stone status in prison so i don't know what's going on there well effectively what happens here is that um Paul Bacon, Michael Stone's solicitor, now has to send material um, to the Criminal Cases Review Commission. And that material could be a statement from Levi Belfield. It could be um, the letter that he has received, which could be supported by a statement that Levi Belfield may make to the police. Um, the CCRC did re-examine uh, a lot of the evidence of this investigation in 2017, had access to all the forensic evidence, including uh, the bootlace that was found in 2010. Um, and so far, they have not chosen to forward anything uh, to the High Court, to the Appeals Court at the High Court. So we're sort of in limbo at the moment. And again, it, there is this sense that Levi Belfield is an attention seeker. He, We know he's obviously a liar. He's lied to the courts when he denied killing um, 
Amelie Delagrange and Marsha McDonald and all the rest and attacking Kate Sheedy. So, and, and Millie Dowler come to that. So, you know, we, we know he's a liar. So obviously everything he says has to be treated with a big pinch of salt. But I have a strong feeling that uh, the Chilindon murders could well be the work of Levi Belfield. Levi Belfield. So, and, and the, the point is, I mean, I think really, you know, we, we drew attention to this a while ago in the podcast, and I'm, I'm really pleased to see there is movement on this because I, mm. I don't know, I, I never really felt that Michael Stone was a murderer. Mm. I just didn't. And I covered his original trial back in uh, 1997 or whenever it was. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, also, I always had a bad feeling about that trial and a bad feeling about the, uh, the conviction. Yeah, and also the murders of Lynn and Megan Russell are a certain type of crime. We spoke about this at the time, that it's absolutely crying out for some kind of justice because if that hasn't been done correctly, those those were just such heinous, a heinous crime. Yeah, I mean, it is the kind of crime that society wants to know the real perpetrator has mm. been convicted of and is serving... Um, a criminal sentence for and you can see that by all the ripples on social media as well yeah i mean and thinking it through i mean when you look at the evidence against michael stone there was very little there was nothing forensic at all there was odd behavior he had was supposedly you know guilty of in the in the days leading up to the murder but then he was somebody with mental health problems so odd behavior was not necessarily that unusual for him um and he was convicted largely on the basis of um testimony from other criminals who were supposedly in jail with him and said he was sort of tapping out in code or confessing to them through pipes that he had done this crime. And oh, yeah. it's very unsatisfactory. That's like how I have to get hold of you, isn't it? Oh, dear. That's what I do. That's why I actually haven't brought my cider in with me because it makes me belch something chronic. Oh, okay. We could be well, belching together. Mind. We could duo belching hey guess what it would be the podo burpo you know wayne cousins oh what the the police officer who killed sarah everard he's not only suffered by just being a t-boy in prison he's also caught covid oh okay and he's suffering really badly with it there's the news teabag boy i mean sorry did somebody say teabag teabag wayne <laughs> teabag <laughs> i'm ready for my teabag <laughs> right who's going to give wayne his daily teabagging <laughs> no i think his punishment is that he has to do it doesn't he well he has to do that he has to beat is he the teabagger or the teabaggy he's definitely the teabag uh oh so he does the teabagging yeah oh i see you're talking about the dunking i'm talking about <laughs> the dunked the being dunked, yeah. The tea baggy is the one who is dunked into. Did you see me having to run through it? Look at my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that the recipient of a happy tea baggy? <laughs> I'm such a happy tea bagger. Who's for tea? Uh, me, please, Mrs. Doyle. Tea! Thick! <laughs> I'm a V bagger. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Cousins, who kidnapped so he's got COVID. I didn't know I didn't see he got COVID. Oh dear. And murdered shame. Sarah Everard. Has <laughs> been placed in isolation at HMP Franklin Durham. Oh he's dear, what a shame. Badly. I know. Maybe it was a lot of whirlies at the same time as the COVID hitting. <laughs> I bet somebody... he gets his head flushed down the loo a lot. <laughs> can you can you can you catch COVID via teabagging? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, here's your COVID bag. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't allowed to wear a mask when he was being teabagged. That's why. 
You've got to put the bag around your bag, the mask around your bag to stop transmitting. Mate, what are you wearing? Oh. Hang on. A section of the prison was closed off to stop the virus's spread. I'm, I'm still on the Daily Mirror. I haven't left. Um, to stop the virus's spread with food and drink left at the door of Cousin's cell, it's reported. The 48-year-old staged a fake COVID arrest to abduct... Oh, the irony. My goodness. He staged a fake COVID arrest for... Sarah when he abducted her yes before he killed her in March 2021 my god what a bag well quite what a tea bag, tea bag. oh sorry that was the son that was the what son, a shit that bag was. he is a shit bag I just thought I'd give you an update there because actually I was looking at Levi Belfield and then that popped up in the uh sideline of shame <laughs> which website is that you're looking at the Daily Mail well I was first looking at the mirror and then the sun popped up somehow my screen's going bonkers <laughs> To talk about the ye Nazi Dungeoni, <laughs> ye old ye Nazi Dungeoni, <laughs> Illimil. So Just is, do you know how a, close that is to me? This is My local, local Tesco that they're talking about is opposite the dungeon. dungeon. <laughs> you can take it seriously. Your mistress going like that? Could you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell me about the are you ready to play the video oh right there's, let's play this video, a video on banging on about live website which is just hilarious okay you love it do you the Here following we go. video contains footage of an adult nature viewer discretion is advised so he's walking into the room now <laughs> you've got the hostess trolley with sort of various clamps and handcuffs hanging off it and a selection of various Flesh and clear coloured items. Oh my god! Resting you on don't it. get that in the still, which I was I was reading through the story at the school gates. You don't get that in the still. Well, I wonder why. Ben, is that your Look bedroom? At, are you looking? At, are you looking at the hostess trolley now? The black hostess trolley. Yes. Is it your bedroom? Can you can you see the, the gas mask at the back? No, I'm a bit as behind come, you. As they come round the side. I'm behind see, you. If you freeze oh my the god. frame. You yeah. freeze frame it, you see the gas mask. Then you, can you see that thing in front which sort of, it looks like some kind of candlestick? <laughs> <laughs> the massive oh my base. goodness. That's a light bulb. Uh, well, indeed. I mean, it's a light bulb on top of a very sort of suspicious looking thing. Do you know what I'd worry about if I was there? Oh, I saw the gas mask. I'd worry about cleanliness here a bit, really. I know. I, th- I think that's everybody's primary concern on this is cleanliness. <laughs> You'd certainly want your sanitary wipes, wouldn't you? It looks a bit dirty, like they haven't hoovered the carpet properly. They haven't hoovered the carpet. Yeah, I imagine I imagine the average sort of Nazi sex slave, their primary concern is going to be, oh, this carpet's not very hoovered, floor's a bit sticky. You know, like the Nazi bit, does that have to be there? Do you think that if they turned up, that they'd say, oh, I'm leaving unless there's the Nazi... The, oh, there's a nice German wooden accent. paddle there. Have you seen the wooden paddle? I can just see loads of sticks. Is that a paddle? There's a lot of there's a lot of, sort of leather studded kind of. Oh, there seems there's to be like some kind of straight jacket. Are you on that bit yet? And, and oh, there's some baby oil. That's nice. Just, they've got some lubrication there. That's sweet. <laughs> so so no, nobody has to have any of those things stuck up and dry, <laughs> unless they request it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but they have to pay extra for that. <laughs> oh, here's the here's the. Um... Nobody has to. Have oh, there's the inner light bulb. You were right. Stuck up dry. There's a very long whip. Is that a whip? And no, that's a fan. We, now we're going down the side, and there's various things on the on the undoubtedly sticky floor. Oh, 
That's wow. very, some very sophisticated shoes. Nice shoes. <laughs> What's all this stuff in the corner? Oh, a fan. I suppose you need a fan. Are there some boots and a, like a corset or something? Oh, look at those shoes. They're lovely, aren't they? I bet, that... I bet you know what they are. You know those really, really high stilettos like that? shoes. Yeah, but I bet they're about a size 10 or 11. <laughs> Why? For men who like to put them on. Oh, I see. But I thought the women had to put them on and trample all over the men. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Maybe um, if they're normal sizes, they would be, yeah. Oh, look, those beams are quite nice. The <laughs> ones that all the um, loophole things are attached to. What is that mat? Oh, my God. How dirty does that mat look? Well, it's very, lots of canes and things. Uh, right? We haven't actually told everyone. what. Have we told the story yet? Well, only that they, the police raided this cottage and that they claimed was very nice. And it Okay, do you want to hear my impression of a local Bobby? Inside a Nazi sex dungeon, please discovered opposite Tesco, it's fair to say we were not expecting to find a masochistic dungeon in Sleepy Lee Mill. <laughs> <laughs> not far from um, Holden... The dogging ground, made famous by YDLMF podcast, may I say. Not that we went there to enjoy its delights. I suppose that, I mean, if you've got this on your doorstep, you wouldn't really need to go dogging, would you? Unless you're so bored of life, you know, if, you, if you're all Nazi sex dungeoned out. Do you think... There's a chair there with like a sort of split seat. Oh, that's obviously for something. And little it? loops attached to it as well. Oh, I think that's where they put that oh, straitjacket nice... thing on. There's a lovely gimp mask and a leather cap. It is. It's your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually a bit that alluded to the fact that it was your bedroom. Go on. I can um, see the cockle's feet there. The guy who's videoing that, I can see his feet in the sort of floor mirror. Maybe he's a punter. He's really obsessed with that chair. He likes to look at that. I think he's going to nick that for in his own bedroom. Uh, <laughs> oh, look, um, they even draped a whip over the light switch. That's sweet. Oh, there's a Nazi uniform. I was actually beginning to wonder what the whole Nazi thing was about, but now I can see there's an SS uniform there. Look, it's near me. The Hanging Detective the the Sergeant Stuart mm. Gilroy's from Ivy Bridge Police Station. <laughs> we were surprised to uncover this, to say the very least. <laughs> <laughs> to say the very least. Oh, the, 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 the use went largely unnoticed until neighbours are nosy. It's always nosy neighbours, isn't it? Neighbours noticed bet. lone men were turning up at all hours, but only staying for half an hour. It could be me. A recording studio complete with computer equipment and a mixing desk were also found in the house. It was blaring YDLMF podcast out <laughs> very, at top volume at all hours. That's torture. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, if this was my dungeon, I'd be doing a bit better, wouldn't I? You'd be very suspicious. Where does she get all those skiing holidays from? <laughs> in the end, there was no need to break the door down. The officers just <laughs> rang the bell and were welcomed inside by the occupants. They found whips, Cream tea. Masks, wooden bats, a Nazi uniform, hand clothes clothes pegs. Hang on. Well, you know, clothes pegs could be there entirely innocently just to hang up clothes with. That's what I tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that this is good. That uh, I love the, the copper looking a bit forlorn with all this stuff in front of him. I bet he wouldn't have that expression if he was uh, visiting there on a Friday night. So in the end, a 39-year-old man was convicted of um, using the rooms, the, the house as a brothel and using it for prostitution. And he was given a suspended prison sentence. And he said, I thought to be a brothel, it had to employ more than two women. 
And he said he was providing them with a safe environment. Mm, that's what they all say, isn't it? Apparently it is, yeah. Look at that. Oh, there's a little Nazi armband as well. That's nice. Anytime there's like Nazi sex stuff, it reminds me of Max. Uh, okay. Max. So, What's so... that guy's name? Max. Um... Max um, Mosley. Mosley, that one. Yeah, the uh, the Formula One guy. Yeah. Do you remember? He was like, he said oh, it was an infringement yeah, I mean, he, he of is, his he, rights. He, he loved a good bit of Nazi dungeon stuff, didn't he? I, I, I wondered the same thing at the time. Does it actually that. specifically have to be a Nazi thing? Because for him, his relatives were persecuted by the Nazis. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, but he also had the prostitutes wearing Nazi uniforms. Yeah, he? but was that then a thing? Does it have to be Nazis or could it just be any old naughty spanky ladies? Um... I'm I'm sure it could be any old naughty spanky lady, but I suppose, you know, a lot of a lot of the thrill of a sort of a, a spanking and that kind of thing is the idea of sort of, you know, the taboo of it and doing things that are very naughty. And I suppose anything involving Nazis almost by definition is very naughty because they were horrible <laughs> people. They were naughty Nazis. Oh dear, I'm like chortling away here. So the so the guy who was convicted denied making money out of it, and the judge agreed that none of the women involved had been coerced or exploited. We like that, don't we? That's a good well, fact. The thought occurs: Is this really a crime? I mean, you know, if, yeah. if you've got a house, if you've got people who want to go to a house and have a sexual experience, whatever it is, why is it anybody else's business? Who cares? European Court of Human Rights, sadly, is closed to us now. Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Those are the days. I mean, Spanner. I, I can see the point. I can see that if you're a um, a resident somewhere and you've got a house nearby and there are these guys turning up at all hours, then it might well be that that's probably not a very nice thing. Mm. But I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just... I'm struggling to see where the criminality is here, really. If the women had been exploited, that's a different matter, of course, if they'd been trafficked and so on and so forth. But the judge agreed they hadn't been. And presumably they were loving it. <laughs> Everyone's just jealous. <laughs> yeah. well, the judge was probably... A, the judge, come on, the judge, Mr Fishnet Stockings, I bet he was a client. Mm -mm, I just thought I was having a really good dream there. <laughs> Mr hey. Justice Fishnets. I don't know anything about your personal life from the past couple of weeks, Ben. Tell me. Okay. What have you are been you, doing? Any fun stuff? I think you went to a talk, you mentioned. Oh, did I? Yes, I did. I went to a talk the other day uh, that I really enjoyed. It was interesting. And by the chairman of Network Rail, which is obviously a little interest of mine. And I'm... Uh, what about what else? Am I? I've got a, I'm going to going to Glasgow in a couple of weekends time for um, a big exhibition that we're attending, which is going to be fun. Love Glasgow. Great, great city. I like Glasgow. And it's kind of busy, but boring, if you see what I mean. It's just, you know, packing and posting stuff. You know, it's not, nothing terribly thrilling to, to report. Are you going to I'm write afraid. another book? Um, almost certainly no, because I'm too lazy. This isn't a setup, by the way, for Ben to talk about a book. No, I'm no, no. Literally no, I mean, I, if I was going to write a book, I'd tell you, but um, I'm, I'm kind of incredibly lazy. And it's just like, I mean, mm. I've written one and it was hard work. And mm. the thing is, I, I suppose I might do. because I, I What do was it called? This... Where can people get hold of it? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. <laughs> I've got it in the background here. <laughs> Have you still got a copy? I think that's you, it there. Hold on. Up, you haven't ripped it up for toilet paper yet then? Oh, yeah. There, a few of the pages are missing. 
That's it right there beyond the Call of Duty on my it's on the window still sill oh, next to next to assert yourself. <laughs> <laughs> And the Oxford Dictionary. How to win friends and influence people. (laughs) Yes. How to make your first million. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I have. I have. I thought that was a very good book. Are you writing a book? I might be. What are you writing about? (laughs) (laughs) It's a ladybird book. (laughs) My life with Fritzl. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's called It's Not Fair. By Victoria yeah, yeah. Mitzi. It, it's not fair. It, it's not fair, just my luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, by this point in my life, it's just called Bugger Off. Bugger <laughs> Off. Don't read or buy my book. I'm not going to be like the other saddos on Twitter. What happens to everyone? It's just like, they're a bit crazy. Yeah, but that's because people have been bored. They've been sat at home in lockdown and they come to the point where they're fed up with sticking their thumbs up their asses. So they just sit and write, tap any old shit out of the computer, don't they? No, oh, I couldn't even manage during lockdown. I'm doing it now. Yeah. Hey, um, I have had a week of, of hard crime. Um, oh, that's right. You asked me, so I would ask you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. You're so out of touch, Ben. <laughs> okay. Victoria, what have you been up to? I'm, I'm literally dying to hear. No, do you know what? It's to do with Colin Sutton, actually. I have, I have a big crush on Colin Sutton and he doesn't want he's blanking me he's doing a Nick Wallace on me now (laughs) (laughs) actually I can I can add a few names to that list but Mm. I'm watching Manhunt okay have you seen any more of it do you know why I watched it because I thought he was going to join us on this one and um and then I'd have done the background that I've wanted to watch for ages because he did Levi Belfield so I thought two two birds with one stone two birds with one stone Ben can you believe I just said that? Go on. I watched it when I was on telly. It's really, really good. With the one with Martin Clunes, yeah, as Colin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really but which good. one did you watch? Because there, there was the one about the Night Stalker. Yeah, I watched them all. I, well, oh, did you? I, I okay. watched the Night Stalker one. I watched the uh, Levi Belfield one. What did you think of the Belfield one? Considering the fact that you covered it, I thought it was really good, and I thought the guy who played Belfield was exceptionally authentic. I mean, you know, the videos, they sh- the shots they showed of him being interviewed were very, very similar to the police videos that we watched of him. You the fat real cunt. interviews of Levi Belfield that played in court. Do you like my acting? What? You fat cunt. <laughs> yeah, quite. I even made my, my upper lip trembled when I said it. It was such good acting. Very Landon. <laughs> um, so Lord that was really Lava good. Because I haven't seen that. 30,000 feathers on a thrush's throat. <laughs> And I watched some Ted Bundy and our friend of the podcast, Mark Williams Thomas, has done, he did a Channel 5 thing recently. I told you about it because he did um, Yorkshire Ripper. Ooh. Didn't you say, oh no, it was the, and then there was Billy Joe Jenkins, which just turned up last night on um, Channel 5. And uh, that was something that you were like, oh, I, what did you say? I was on that. I and I was it. like, mm. I thought you meant you were going to pop up on Channel 5. I got excited. Well, I, when I covered the case, I was working for Channel 5. Yes, I was, well, I was working for ITN, who at that time did the news for Channel 5. We did the trial of um, Sean Jenkins, the first one. Yeah, I'm, it was really... Can I, tell you, can I tell you a secret? Go on. <laughs> Just between you and me and the podcast. Yes. I thought Sean Jenkins and Sion were like the mother and father parents. (laughs) (laughs) Just as well I wasn't covering it. Oh, so you didn't realise that Sean, his name is spelled S-I-O-N. Is that Irish? 
Can I just ask? I think I think it's Welsh, but I okay. Be... So confusing. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I can have whole conversations with myself. <laughs> anyway, that, so that's been my full crime Great. couple of weeks. It's been so exciting v- revisiting Yorkshire Ripper. All I've been watching, I haven't watched any documentaries of crime about crime at all. All I've been watching is Toast of London and Toast of Tinseltown. Is it good? Oh, it's just brilliant, hilarious. He's he basically does look, he's he's not a very successful actor, and he doesn't get much work. And his play he's in is absolutely terrible. And there are demonstrations outside the theatre because it's so bad. And his only <laughs> his only real way of earning money is doing voiceover work. And every single voiceover he sits down, and the, there's two guys in the booth recording and one of them's an intern called clem fandango and every single time clem fandango presses the intercom and says hello Stephen, this is clem fandango can you hear me and Stephen says yes i can hear you clem fandango and gets very cross about it <laughs> my daughter drinks these things called mango fandango from um the supermarket what actually is a fandango isn't a fandango oh. isn't a fandango a type of dance Oh, it's something in music. You're right. It's okay. an exuberant Spanish courtship dance. I'm sure. Oh <laughs> I'm sure I've done that before. And a mango. genre of Spanish folk song. Why is it a mango fandango drink then? Well, maybe it makes you dance. It's such a tasty drink. I don't know. <laughs> um, but hang on. So all oh, you met the old fandango. So hang on, when you did all your Latin dancing and your fo-ho, did you, <laughs> when, did you never do any fandango? I fandango. didn't. Fandango. I didn't fandango. You, were, you weren't a fandango, you were a fo-ho. <laughs> Don't say it like that. I can't look at you and you say that. Fandango. <laughs> it's the way that your mouth goes, oh. <laughs> it's like your toe-bagging toe cousins. <laughs> Teapacking fandango. Fandango bagging. Ando the teapacking fandango. <laughs> oh dear, you're so pleased with yourself, aren't you? <laughs> your facing. Look at you. Pathetic. <laughs> um, all right, I think that's us, isn't it, for this yeah. week. And tell all oh, very exciting. We've got a very exciting guest in the Pippi Looney. <laughs> Oh, we have. We've got, we've got a guest lined up for a couple of weeks' time, haven't we? He's the and biggest... Tell, hang on, did you... Mm. Sorry, we'll come on to the guest, but did you tell me that we're getting really good figures at the moment? Are lots of people listening to us? We are getting lots of people listening. Oh, thank you, lots Wait, of but people. I even think... <laughs> Why does anyone want to listen to this shit? <laughs> well, thank you very much, lots of <laughs> people for listening, who are listening to our we really shit. Appreciate we don't it. understand... I don't understand it. Ben thinks that everyone wants to listen to everything. The one thing I would say, though, is if you are listening to us, whatever you do, don't tell anybody. Don't tell your mm. friends, because... Mm. Then if more people listen to us and it becomes really popular, then it'll be like when you're into a really ga- cool underground garage band and you feel really exclusive and then they can become really popular. And it's like, oh, well, I was listening to them when nobody liked them. And then you go off them because you they've sold out completely. And I mean, I know Victoria is just desperate to sell out. I think they might I mean, have just switched off at you saying cool underground garage band. <laughs> <laughs> Fandango. Ando. I hope so. I can say cool underground garage band. It doesn't mean necessarily mean I know what it is, but I can say it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it is. Now you, I find that Who's I feel our guest? a bit Who's our guest? Tell like about the guest. squeamish about you talking about our figures because I kind of think it's going to stop okay, if you in say that. Case, that. T- 
if you don't want to use it, it's not no that problem. I check. I never tell check. I'm so about, cool. Tell me about, tell me about our guest. Okay, our guest. I shall, I'm going to do a little bit of a warm up, but he is possibly the biggest fish in the small pond that is the big county of Devon. <laughs> crime wise, of tell course. Tell me more. Oh, he's just um, a very well known crime guy here. Uh huh. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, before he just <laughs> backs out, before he actually listens to the link that I sent him and backs out. <laughs> and backs out. Of us going, what, all like, right, you. Guests have done? <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, you cunts. Oop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not the kind of thing I can be associated with. <laughs> not associato, Fondango. <laughs> <laughs> Right, you didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com. It's yeah, really easy to jot down if you've got half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and block us on Twitter. We count how well we do according to how many blocks we get. Well, you survived Christmas without being deleted off Facebook, so I think you should be very happy with yourself. No, it means that you don't love me. <laughs> Were they the good old days when I used to delete you off Facebook every Christmas? <laughs> yes, because I'm a home wrecker. <laughs> oh and we we've got to be sure to ask the biggest crime guy in devon next week uh ne- whenever we next meet um to tell us his body disposal tips if i forget oh yeah that's remind me idea, yeah we'll yeah. give him a heads up on that so he can prepare something or a heads off <laughs> ah. Very good. all right love you bye bye everybody have bye a lovely bye. pizza it's pizza night Thank isn't you. it for you it is pizza night bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye.